Okay, so I just had a vision. In the vision, it's so weird. Oh no, it's before even this vision. It was another vision though. I had a vision that. I was in my old childhood home that I grew up in the elementary school. When I was there, there was this actor, Alan, Alan something. He's from, you know, a lot of shows. It don't matter, but I was wondering why God kept putting him in my, like, half like he kept showing me different things but I'm like it's just Instagram Instagram always just randomly you know you know acknowledging somebody but all I know is like you know Ellen post the post that, that kept being brought up was like about how normal he is and how such of a how much of a nice guy he is down to earth and you know no matter how big or famous or rich he is he just go out of his way to like you know introduce himself to a normal average regular girl he's super sweet he just not he don't got the big head no matter how big he get he don't get the big head you know and every time I saw these posts I was like he is really so handsome. So it's, I mean, I guess, of course, that does seem very, very, very rare because it seemed like he could have a big head even if he wasn't famous. You know, like he looked good, but at the same time, you know, I'm like, why does he keep popping up like this? Like, what is this supposed to mean? Like, you know, I don't feel like it was, I don't know, I can't say that I feel like it was personally for me to see because. You know, I feel like that about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that's so random, it seems like. But it always feel like it's personal for me to see. Excuse me, not always, but a lot of times it's, I feel like it shouldn't. And it feel like I'm supposed to be crazy for noticing it or... But I know I'm not crazy, and I've been noticing this kind of stuff since I was a kid, and I would say, like, am I crazy? Like, that feels personal, but it feels like, who, how would they know me? Why would they care, me, care about me? Who am I? You know? But I swear, the way that God been showing me things lately, I wonder if it always been true. Different songs, movies, commercials, all types of stuff that I spend a lot of time worrying about and paying attention to, you know, it's, I just start seeing little things about me or just different thoughts that I had or ideas or just different stuff, like, about that's personal to me and it feel like like a little piece of me or something in these things. And I would really feel like, excuse me, like, hold on. That's crazy. That don't make no sense in the world that they would know that. Like, that they would have gotten it. Like, I I felt this way about Drake's songs before. I was like, hold on. Like, 
this don't make sense, don't add up. But I know, I only, I would know. And so I'll be like, I know that, I don't care. I don't care what nobody say, I know that. You know, I won't tell nobody and I'm not going to go tell nobody because then they're going to try to say that I'm crazy or I just got a mindset that automatically want things to be about me. I think everything about me and, you know, selfish and they would, I'm sure somebody try to explain that and make sense of that saying, saying something like, well, when you automatically assume that something is about you or you see things that way, then it's going to look like things are about you when they're not. And then they're going to try to tell me that I need to change my perspective and you know, it's no way it's about me. I've I've gone through this before. But it's like, you know, imagine people doing all that just to find out it really was about you. Can you believe people? Like, people be so, like, crazy. But it's like, it's not even craziness. It's wickedness. It's because deep inside your heart. You really don't want me to get no credit, no recognition for how I inspired you or somebody else. You see, you see deep inside me. You see the, you know, you see the great qualities. You see the light that's shining me so bright that could really possibly impact this world. And the things that you see in me, you don't want to, you know, enhance those things. You want to dull them. And somehow, I noticed that I always find people around me that, you know, not only do they want to dull your light, but they they want to steal your light and then kind of try and use it to brighten their own. And it's like, the thing is, you don't even have to steal it, you know? I would have helped you. I would have gave you that if I feel like you really, you know, just, I don't know. I, I probably would have wanted you to have it. But it's like, because you stole it, it's like, it's the intent behind it. I feel like you even knew I would have gave that to you, but you had to take it. You wanted to have taken it from me. So it's like, it's <laughs> it's all bad because it's like, I don't know. That's what I'm learning right now. I'm learning that people gonna always gotta be going to always be like this. I just got to change how I deal with them. I got to change how I deal with people. So... I had this vision of this actor and I was back in my old hometown and at my old house and all I know is I was in the backyard in the driveway and it was a different car though, a car car we never had, but it was my old house, but the paint was chipping off the, you know, house, like it's like it was ran down. And it was not being taken care of. And, you know, like, it had, it was almost, like, like, older, way older. Like, I don't know. All I know is I was talking to this actor, and he was like, you know, brought me back to the house. I was like, this is the house. And I don't know, like, that, that really moved me. Because, like, it's my old childhood home. And I don't know, like some houses that I lived in, I wish I would, we would have never left. And, you know, I don't know. It does something to me. 
it does something to me in my heart that made me feel like, man, like, I don't know, it breaks something in me, it do, it really do, because it's like the best years of your life, the best years of my life personally felt like was in these in these places, and like, when somebody understands stuff like that in you, when somebody recognizes stuff like that in you, that means like, I don't know, it's either they got some sort of like, I feel like they got some sort of divine connection with you or that, you know, or it feels like they, you know, like they just, they care. They, they, they care. They, they, they understand. And I don't, I don't know. I appreciate that. And I think I never, I never appreciate it as much as I do now. Probably because I'm seeing, like, I'm not, that's not always going to be, you know. I don't know. I don't want to say that's not always going to be, you know, known or, or found or, or around or or that is rare. You know, because it is. But it's just that, you know. I feel like now when I think about things, looking back, looking back, God used to always, you know, he used to always look out for me, even in relationships that I, in situations I put myself in, he will always look out for me. Excuse me, when I would come around different individuals and they would talk about, you know, how wrong they are, how disrespectful they are, and what they've done to women and all kinds of stuff. And they would just feel like they can tell me that. And it's like, you can't. I'm not going to go and, like, dog you out or anything. But it's like, I don't know why they would tell me that. And I would be around this person like, wow, like, I really sure know how to pick them. But the individual would always say, but not with you, though. With you, it always feel different. Or with you, I would never do you like that. And I always feel like I can't, like, I think you already just said that. You can't say not with you. Because I feel personally attacked. Like, I'm less than a woman. If I allow you to sit up here and say you treat other women like that, it don't matter who they is. What makes me so special? You know, you just said you that way. So, it's not even like I can sit up here and say I figured that out on my own. You said it, so that means that you already acknowledge and that's the kind of person you are. So that means that, you know, if you're going to be that kind of person, then you said it. But if you, if you you know, but you, you know, you kind of saying, like, if I was going to be that kind of person, would I tell you? So you kind of, in a way, you know, telling me what to expect. And it's like, I've never been the type of person that automatically assumed that if you treated every other girl like this, you're going to treat me like that. But at the same time, I also do consider like that is, you know, that's not to be completely ruled out. See, my elders would tell me, you know, if this guy do this to this woman, he going to do it to you. You just wait. And especially if you stay around somebody like that, that already told you that's how they do people. Or you see that that's how they've done people before. You you just wait. You're going to be one of them. I never believed that. Because I noticed that with almost every single relationship or friendship I've ever had with anybody, 
I've always been the difference. And you might say, oh, that's what you think. If you stayed longer, you would have found out that it did this and that it did that. But no, uh-uh. I would like, I feel like I would change different individuals. I would change them. But it was never a brag type thing. It was just like I almost would feel triggered because I'm like, why couldn't this person see that side of you? They deserve that too, you know? Why couldn't this person help you? But then it also showed me that a lot of these men, as wrong as they be, it do not be them. And it is them. And I feel so wrong. It's like I'm a woman. I know what that's like. How dare a man, you know, just decide for be the judge on how I feel, how I deserve to be treated as a woman. How dare he, you know? And I never understood that concept of, you know, showing partiality. Where it's like, you feel like this person gets treated like this way and that person gets treated like that way. No, like I understand some people, I understand, I'm not stupid. Some people deserve to be treated the way that they are treated because of the individual they decide to be every day. You know, you have respect for their character. You have respect for the kind of person that they are. They have moral standards for themselves. They're different. And these guys will say that, you know. But it's like, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me because it's like, that's still a woman. You know, it's like, it's not even about the fact that they don't have no respect for themselves. It's like, if you can't show a woman to have respect for herself, if you can't, you know... If you can't be a man, no matter what woman you're around, you know, if that woman is, you know, taking something from you or making you act a certain way, you don't change your standards as a man. You don't change how you act towards a woman as a man. You be a man no matter what woman you are with. If that woman is dragging you down, get away from her, you know, be able to be alone, you know. You would tell me the same thing as a woman. That's the same standards you hold in women, too. The reason why you disrespect them, but yet still, it's okay when you do it. As a woman, if I do that to men, you know, I mean, they don't have no choice but to accept it. But at the same time, it's going to be looked down upon more. Like, people are more outraged. Like, maybe some men will respect that. And I think that that is attractive, men who can see it that way. But I feel that God has been showing me, like, even... I want to say even him, because God is fair. He He's the one who's teaching me and showing no partiality. Jesus is the one who's shown me the only man I've ever known that I feel that, you know, is completely 100% loving to any and every single woman, man, child, whoever. So he's the one who's even teaching me, you know, that that is possible in this world, that that can exist. You know, he's teaching me to be more like him and learn how to fix things within myself so that, of course, I can deserve somebody like that. But I never deserved a man that did stuff like that anyways, which is, of course, hence why, you know, I feel like a lot of times men are telling me, like, you're different. You don't deserve this, you know. And it causes them to self-reflect. But... As I said, you know, I usually, that usually is the cue to tell me, like, uh, you ain't a forget, you're not a forever guy. Even though I consider the fact that, 
you telling me this is showing me that I could change you or not I could change you that you you might be some you might be crying out in your heart saying like I wish that I've I've been waiting or I really have needed the type of woman that I can be that man for. I never find girls I can be that man for. I never find women I can be that man for. I feel like I'm forced to treat women this way because of how they act and treat themselves. You know? And like I said, it's offensive. It can be if you are that kind of woman. But also not judging women. Like, it's frustrating. I know. But at the same time, you know, I just, maybe that's part of my purpose here on this earth. Because I almost always get that reaction. And it's in my most recent years, it's been like the most life-threatening quality I have. Because I feel like people, every single time they recognize it in me or notice it, they want me to die. They want to kill me. And it's like, you want to kill me because I'm different. And it's like, I guess to somehow make yourself feel better. But like, (laughs) I don't know, that's dangerous. It's dangerous, you know. It's dangerous because you want to kill the only difference in a, a whole pool of same like like the same kind of individuals. You want to kill the only breath of fresh air here. Like, what are you going to be left with by then? I guess that's your comfort zone. But regardless of anything, like, that's not safe. That's not safe. Like, and I need to be here. I do. It is what it is. I know that already when God sent me here, but that still don't change how lonely it feel when you're around a bunch of individuals that hate you for it or jealous or you can't be yourself around or they try to change you or they all get along and you just don't. You don't fit in. Why am I saying all this? Well, in this vision, you know, he went and got this house. He bought it. And I was like, wait. Ain't no way you bought this house. I stayed in this house over like 10, almost 15 years ago. How did you get this house? And he was like, one thing about me, when I want something, I'm going to get it. One thing about me, I'm going to get to it by all means necessary. I'm going to get, like, the way he said it, I was like, nah, that's scary. That was scary. Because he said that, you know, the people, they were at an auction, I think, for other homes. And, or something like that. And it was like a rich old white couple. And, like, they, you know, he found out about it. He had tracked them down. He showed up there. And he, um, he convinced them to sell the home to him. Because they were talking about, you know, They were talking about how they really, like, was, like, like they were even the kind of people who wouldn't sell to somebody. They would just harbor it and keep it, even though they know that they was allowing it to just be ran down and rotten. And they just wouldn't sell it. And even seemed like they had a little bit of smidge of racism in them, too. But he was just that charming that he just, like, convinced them to sell it to him. He kind of tricked them a little bit and all kinds of stuff, you know, about all means necessary. And... I thought to myself, you know, I don't know why. 
I almost felt like I don't know why it's so it was that definitely important to you. But at the same time, like, I guess it really do matter. It really do matter. It matters so much to me personally for sentimental value. So I'm trying to figure out what does that really mean. But I'm looking back at the house and I just want to cry. Like, it's the house, you know. I don't know why I feel so personally triggered. Of course, it's my childhood home. But the thing about it is, you know, it's always going to be standing, right? And it's not like, well, that's not true. Because somebody could come tear it down or something. But it's like, I could always go on Google Maps and look at it, I guess. But it's different when it's in your possession, when it belongs to you. So I understand that. And when he was telling me that, he was just like, you know, after all he been through to get it. And I don't know what he was saying to me, but he was kind of saying to me like, so now, you know, like a proposition or something. But I didn't get a proposition from him. I was just like, you know, how I wound up feeling was, you know, Well, it's yours now. You did all the work to to get it, and I can't lie. I felt I felt torn about it for years. Like probably still now. I don't know if I ever get over it, but you know, I mean, eventually I'll get over it. Of course, I'm over it now, really. But no, I'm not. I don't know. It seemed like it mean more as, as years go by. But all I know is like I just felt like what. But it's yours, though. So are you give? Like, I didn't ask if he was giving it to me because I didn't assume anybody would just go through all of that to just give you something. So I don't know how to feel. But all I know is I was, like, so appreciative of just the effort and the attention to detail, like, knowing that I care about stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know, just thinking about it right now, I kind of want to cry because I'm saying to myself, you know, people are paying attention. Even if they take whatever they take out of it and they do what they do with that information, they are paying attention, which means that, you know, something in me maybe is inspiring. Maybe. Who knows? But you have to thank God. You just have to thank God that it was it was used towards good and something beneficial. Even if it ain't perfect like you always wish things to be, but it was used towards good and not bad. This these little moments, I mean it's reassuring. And I don't want to jump to conclusions of what that meant, but I noticed something in them, like, you know, for a second while we was having a conversation, it's like he kind of seemed a little, like, crazy. Like, his mom was over here and his mom was over here and trying to make sense of all this stuff. And I felt like, you know, you're not really crazy, though. I know that, but it's like, I think that, he just like I think 
that maybe that's what he had in common with me. That's maybe that's what he was trying to tell me, because I'm still trying to figure out what he was trying to tell me. Yeah, I got the house. That's what you wanted, and that's what I got from it. And you know, I was so amazed that he got it, but you know, that's not the part that he was amazed about. Of course, because he know himself. He was amazed at something else. And I couldn't call it all the way. But hey, you know, I think if anything, it's about this fight with God and things that God has shown me and how they started to manifest now and, you know, how things are shifting, you know, in the spirit realm, who I am, who I'm becoming, who God is making me. Maybe it was that. Most of the experiences that I talk about happen in that home. So, of course, you know, it might be that. And, you know, maybe he's trying to make sense of, but pretty much trying to tell me, I believe you. I believe you. Like, and if you believe me, then I see why he was like, his mom was over here, his mom was over there. And things weren't, like, just just trying to make sense of this because it's so much. It's like, how could it all make sense? But he believed me. And that's, that's, I'm telling you, that's a lot more than a lot of other people are willing to do, despite what they see. So that shows, you know, that shows something very amazing in somebody, period. It really does. It really does. And so I always notice that, like, if you believe in this fight, if you see what I see, if you see the truth, if you see what God is trying to show you, then that must mean you have an anointing as well. That must mean you are also chosen because a lot of people like to deny this truth or they run away from it or they really try to make you feel crazy. So you have to do everything in your power to, like, hold on to the promise and hold on to the truth that you know that God has shown you. Despite how much everybody try to change that, fight you on it, destroy it, destroy you, take your attention off of it, distract you from it. You know, got to stay focused. But all I know is, you know, the next vision, I was in this this home. And it was different, totally different house. But, like, it seemed like I was, like, sleeping in a car and all kind of stuff in between this time. It was a car that, you know, my mother used to drive growing up and all this other stuff. But, you know, it didn't matter because I'm still okay. I'm still okay. I'll be fine. But all I know is, you know... In the next vision in between, it was this place where it was this this house or this place. But it was like the rapper NBA Youngboy and a few other people I don't know but and I don't recognize. But they were just like cool people. All I know is, you know... All I know is, like, you know, it was, this house was full with Emilia Young Boy's baby mothers. They were filled with his baby mothers. And his newest baby mother, he was holding her hand. And he was, like, kind of, like, with her. And he was, like, you know, protecting her and 
like, I don't want to say protecting her, but he was just like, he was with her, and it feels like they were having to, well, I'm going to just get to the point. They were having to face a lot of backlash from all the other baby mamas. Every other baby mama was, like, attacking them and going off on them and going crazy. And they just had to endure, and it felt like what I'm going through every day, you know, except he just holding her hand. But when it got to me, I have nothing to say. I never have nothing to say, you know. Not like that, but it's just like, you know, I don't. I wasn't judging them. I wasn't attacking them. I wasn't cursing them out and hating on them and trying to destroy them and doing all this weird stuff. But all I know is like it got to me and a baby mother. She was like she was talking to me like such and such, and I was like, yeah, you know, like it feel like people don't really even want to notice me as much because I'm not as loud as them or as, you know. I'm not as, you know, I'm not saboteurs like them and all that other stuff. So I feel like I fall to the background. But they all attack me too. So I know what that feel like. But all I know is, you know, she said something to me like, it almost felt like she was like, she wasn't super surprised, but it almost felt like, you know, hey, you ain't, you like, you not, you don't feel the way they feel. You ain't going to do the stuff they doing. You ain't going to attack me like them in a way. But not really, you know. But all I know is I was just like, you know, no. I ain't, I'm not because, you know, I know how that make me feel. I'm going through it. I've been through it. But also, like, even if it wasn't about me going through that or being through that, I probably still wouldn't be that person. Because it's like he would chew, you know. He made the choice he wanted to make. You know, what What do I look like, you know, dedicating my life to destroying somebody else's because I can't have them? It's, it's too, like, no, I don't know. Like, it's like, I don't know. Maybe I do have my opinions on the situation, but that's still something I'm going to keep to myself, you know, because I'm not about to prey on y'all downfall. I'm not about to pray on y'all down for, period. I'm just going to hope and wish for the best. And then as far as her son, she was holding him, and I got to hold him, and I was like, he's so cute. Like, pinch his cheeks and stuff. He was so adorable. And they were just like, you are so normal. And I was like, why is everybody acting like that's so crazy? Because, like, you know, what am I supposed to do? And then I thought about everything they was doing. Doing everything in their power to call a baby ugly. Like, how can you call a baby ugly? How can you drag a baby down into this? And then at the end of the day, why don't you think in your mind, like, the parts of him that shine through the, almost the most is his daddy. And if y'all share the same baby daddy, aren't you calling your own child ugly? But, of course, they going to say they don't look the same. They're not the same baby. It don't even matter. That's your child. That's your child's sibling. That's your baby daddy's other child. You know, it's just, I don't know. Like, how y'all not considering stuff like this and don't, and not caring? Like, I don't know. It don't have to be permanent. It can be fixed. It could just be words, whatever, you know. 
But when it come down to it, you know, if that did turn out to be permanent or anything like that, you won't even care. You're not even considering that because you don't care. What is, like, what is really wrong with you? I don't know. But it's not like they care. I can't tell this. I can't say this to them and they care. This have to, the only people who going to care is people who care. And so I noticed something in him, you know, he was with her. He seemed scared of me. And it was just scared. I can't say it was me. But he seemed scared, like, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to deal with that, you know. Because of the kind of woman I am. I guess scared to step up to the plate. But I wasn't even trying to talk about that because he was with her. And how rude is that, you know. But all I know is, like, I didn't really feel too bad for her, but I almost felt bad for her. The only reason I didn't feel too bad for her is because she's fine. She's fine. Like, she's doing cool. She's a good person. You know, she's mostly normal. What is normal, though? You know? But she was cool. That's why I ain't had to feel bad for her. You know, but I just noticed like while everybody else was do everything they power to be as wicked as possible, do everything they could to possibly sabotage their relationship and what was going on, you know, I was just cool. Like, whatever y'all doing, if it's temporary, cool. If it's, you know, for everything, cool it's beautiful either way but also I was wondering like what do my opinion matter for anyways I'm not a baby mother I don't have a child with him I'm here with all the baby mothers not all the women he's dated or all the women he's ever thought about or all the women in the world period so why am I here and it makes you wonder like is that is that insinuating I'm going to be a baby mother no, because I never let that happen. But, you know, it's the way he looked at me. He looked at me like, I'm afraid to grow up and be a man for you or something. I don't know. But it's okay because I was looking at him the same way because I was like, I'm afraid to, you know, have to mature enough to accept everything that come with you, like all these baby mothers who are, Willing to sabotage your life for the rest of their lives. And so, if I take on that role, I have to be accepting all of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, It's a lot to go with that, but that's jumping the gun anyways. You know, I really, what I feel like the message was, you know, I don't know. Because I, I still don't know why I was there. Or why my opinion mattered, but I was. And... I was packing her suitcase for her, and, you know, I did end up saying some stuff, though, to her, though. It was like, she said something to me, like, she said something that was triggering, like, you don't know what to, oh, okay, maybe she's like this, you don't know what to do with a man, with this man. Because you don't know your word for it. You ain't never had nobody raw or something like that. 
Not that I really believe what she's saying. But I was just like, why you attack me? They the ones who who, who cursing y'all and saying everything about you. I didn't say nothing. I was on your side. Like, what did I do? And I realized, like, when she got that reaction, it was like, see what I mean? And I'm like, oh, so y'all tested me. All right. But still, I said a few things. Like, you know, um. What did I say? It was certain things about her character, like. Oh, I said, y'all don't have nothing in common for real. Y'all look weird together. Like, y'all. I can't judge nobody. I wouldn't even go as far as to say y'all never going to work. So, just because they don't have nothing in common on me, ain't never going to work. But they was just, like, totally different. She was just like, you know, I wouldn't go as far as to say boring, but she was just like a different type of, like, relaxed type, I don't know, smart, some other kind of stuff. And he was just different. Not different in, like, a super Superman kind of way, but just, like, he found different interests. Like, his interests were different. It wasn't even, like, the rap music type thing. It was just like he was just different. His his interests were different than hers and it just didn't seem like they would fit. And I did notice that and I did feel a little bit triggered by that. Like so y'all about to be in a relationship and y'all kinda like just together for what? Like, you know him, he want he holding your hand and wanna be with you, knowing that y'all ain't gonna have nothing in common. Because, you know, you look pretty. And you might fit some sort of, like, he ready to show you off. But, ooh, you want to be with him because, you know, you feel chosen, you know, and because of who he is. But y'all don't got nothing real in common. And I don't know, I hate kind of, I kind of hate vain stuff like that. I mean, I don't hate it, it's life. But it's like, I just think about it and I think to myself, like, you know, I be thinking to myself, like, you know, so y'all are going to ignore everything real about life because of the circumstances, meaning he famous and you want to be famous or maybe you like the idea of being with a famous person. So you're going to ignore all the real life things that's going to matter when y'all got to be alone without the world. Or you just automatically assume y'all ain't never going to have to be alone without the world. And even if that is the case, that's horrible. That's horrible. That's disgusting. Because it's like, that's sad. Imagine your soul being deprived like that for however long. But, I don't know. I guess I just thought to myself, I, I must want it all. Because if I ever end up in that position, famous or something, and I date somebody, I would want to date somebody based off of... How they make me feel and nobody else is around. Anyways, who cares I'm famous? Who cares I'm famous now? I'm not about to, you know, everything in my life, everything in my soul, change it to fit this famous lifestyle. Like this famous lifestyle going to have to fit around certain things so that I can remain happy, so that I can have peace in my life, so that I can have hope in this world. Otherwise, I'm just going to be the most miserable 
soul-deprived individual on this planet every single day of my life because I wanted this famous lifestyle, but not this famous lifestyle want me. Like, I don't know. It just feel like you famous now, so everything got to be tailored to everybody else's opinions of you. Like, everybody gets to choose your life now, control your life now. And I understand that, like, sometimes that's just, like, how it goes, especially if that's something you really want. But it's like, you can, you don't even get no time to yourself and no personal choices. You don't even get the choice of surrounding yourself with people who have your best interests or at least make you sort of kind of happy. Everything tailored to this lifestyle, you suffering, you chained, you a slave to this lifestyle. And I don't know if that's worth it. But some people would say that it is and they would not care. But that just shows your character. And so that means somebody wouldn't deserve me anyways because, nah, I'm the type of person that, you know, I care about stuff like that. I care about your soul being deprived and stuff like that. And if you don't care, then you just be draining me for the rest of my life. I deserve better. I don't care how famous you is. That stuff do not matter when it comes down to actually having to share a soul with somebody. For real. Like, y'all become one, right? All right, you're going to have to share that with them forever. And they don't care nothing about you. They care about everybody else's opinions of them and their life. They can't even, they're not even free. So you go ahead and tie, tie, be with them, and you're going to be tied down to their lifestyle as well. But even if he was not famous, he would still have to be tied down to these baby mothers he has because he has children. So... If you won't consider that all the way anyways, you gotta understand like it's always gonna be a sense or opportunity or a window open where your peace can be stolen from you at all times. Because they you can't control them and they are part of his life and you can't control that. So it's always it's always the things you gotta consider, but it's about considering them to begin with. People who don't care about that stuff is like so where do you expect this for this to go? You just not planning for this? Like, it's not that you have to be planning for it, but when this stuff really, when these problems and issues really arise, how you expect to deal with that? You don't. And when you don't deal with them, you make things worse. Or, you know, things have the opportunity to go very wrong. So that's not seeming like it's going to last. And if it mir- if it somehow does find a way to last, imagine how miserable so I don't know it makes me sad but at the same time not really because they making their choices and they know why they choosing and they are who they are but I'm still happy for them anyways I'm happy that people do what they want to do you know I'm happy that people make the decisions they feel is best I never want to control anybody I feel like that's way too far but that being said, you know, I noticed that when I woke up from these visions, I noticed that I saw something in the midst of waking up. And it was like one of those little posts of NBA Youngboy when he posted on Twitter and like one of his tweets. And the tweet said, he, he, he shows, he's proud to announce your normalcy. He's proud to announce your normalcy. And I was like, okay, so that's what you're saying. That's what that vision was about. 
what you're saying is that he was happy that he's he's proud of me because I'm normal. Out of all the people that was there, there were different reasons why he was proud of them, different reasons why he chose them, whatever. He's proud of me because I'm normal. So I realized, okay, so this kind of like a trophy case for him or something. I don't know. I hate to start thinking things negatively because he don't seem like that kind of guy, really. But when it comes down to it, I guess it's just the fact that he is just a normal guy, though. And he's not to be idolized or put on a pedestal just because he got famous. He really is automatically just a normal guy. So that means when... When you consider him not being famous at all, consider a normal guy, you know, even though it's different when it's like a normal guy with nine baby mothers or eight baby, seven baby mothers, seven or eight baby mothers, that's still like, what? Oh, no, he would not be getting no no more girls. He would not be getting no more, you know, he would not still be, you know. So he still had to be pretty exceptional as a normal guy to have that, you know, what is that? What is the word I'm looking for? To have that benefit, I guess. It's, I don't know if that's a benefit, but just just to be able to do stuff like that anyways. To have that leeway, you know? So automatically, it's abused. And that's, cause that's being considered. But he still is a normal guy. And I noticed that in them. So that means, like, what is it like when I'm out here dating normal guys? Well, the qualities that they see in myself, same thing he see. The qualities that these normal guys would, you know, want me for or feel like I'm a trophy for or feel like I'm somebody who is considered these things as really, I don't know, like either wife qualities or out of the league type qualities because some men they don't want to admit you a wife because then they have to admit that they need to be a husband or like they would have to get married so they'll just say that you are you know amazing because of this or amazing because of that or that's what they like you for but that's something he noticed in me and that's what he was highlighting he was highlighting that, you know, when it comes down to it, this is the things I like about you. You're normal. Like, when it comes down to, you know, these girls, these, my, all his baby mothers, they read, they dedicated to, you know, attacking every girl he otherwise would talk to or date or consider and sabotaging their life and his and talking about them all day, doing everything in their power to hurt them. And never see them prosper. But me, I'm like, you know, I'm just like, nah, you know, I'm not about to participate in that. Like, what? That's misery. You miserable inside, you know? But you know that. And you 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 proud of being miserable. Because I can sit right here and say, you know, if you do stuff like that, that make you miserable. You're going to attack me for saying it. But you... You proud that you got a lot of other people who miserable right with you, go along right with it. So y'all being attacked by a lot of people that hate when I acknowledge that truth. But when it come down to it, so what? 
You would I'd rather be attacked than miserable. Like you already attacking yourself every time you do stuff like that. Every time you live the miserable life you live in and decide to make miserable choices that really only come back on you and make you more miserable, you already suffering. And God told me that the whole time I was going through what I was going through and the whole time I'm going through what I'm going through. God been telling me every single day all the time. They not getting away with nothing. They suffering. Do not feel bad for you. Feel bad for them. Trust me. Because they don't even, like, I saw it in their face. Each and every single last one of them was overcome with jealousy and anger, hatred, misery, bitterness. And it's like, I don't know if they're not going to never be happy. That's kind of messed up. But it's like they was, you know, it's like, I don't know. I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry because it was like they suffered. They suffering. I looked at their body language, and their body language said, you know, that, like, they were suffering so much by every move he made, everything that he did, even if the choices he made made him suffer. They just were so bothered, you know? And I'm just like, that's not good. You're going to have to forgive him because you really suffer. For real, because when it comes down to it, it's like, when I learn how to forgive people, God was showing me that it hurts you more than it ever hurts them. I remember I I just had this one individual who I felt like really deserved it, really deserved to be cursed out, dragged through the mud and all this other stuff. And I really wanted to fight them and I hated them. I had visions. I I just used to think all the time I was going to get my revenge on them. And God was like, you need to let that go. God told me to let it go. And I was like, but if I let it go, she going to get away with what she did. And I didn't deserve that. And God was like, but it's only hurting you. It's hurting you more than it's hurting her, even if she do get away with it. You know, so you just got to let it go. And so... I just decided right in that moment, no matter how mad I was, and I felt like I was never going to not be mad, no matter what I did to her, no matter how far I went, I decided in that moment to, like, let it go. And when I let it go, God was like, he gave me such a blessing where I was able to feel and see how much of an effect that had on my soul and in my spirit. And what he said was, you know, what he had shown me was that, see, now, like I felt an instant freedom. I felt free of change, free of something. Something just fell off of me. I felt so free. And I immediately realized, like, every single time you don't forgive somebody, you torture yourself. You suffer way more than they do. Every time you think about anything they did and you get mad all over again, you getting beat up all over again, you getting abused all over again, you getting taken it for granted or taken advantage of all over again. You got to forgive them. You're suffering. And I think in that moment he gave me a gift to the point where it's easy to forgive people as long as I'm willing to. 
And so I realized that happened. I was like, all right, moving forward, I know better now because that was way too close. If I had decided to ignore God and not forgive her, I wouldn't have gotten that. And ain't no telling what that would have done to me. I probably would have went on my life thinking it's okay to be unforgiving. And that probably would have been a difference and set the tone for the rest of my life. I don't be understanding how these encounters be shaping my future. Determining who I am and where I belong and what I deserve out of life. And you just don't understand either. Imagine you given an opportunity to walk away from something when you always seek revenge. And you just go along, you just go on anyways. And you just never know what you would have missed out on. And you wonder why out of all the times you sought revenge, that was your one opportunity to walk away from it. You That's why you got to really pay attention because the thing is I'm not super smart. I wouldn't have known like, oh, this is the one time I'm given an opportunity so I should take it. No, it's just it come down to who you are. So whatever decision that you make, you really, you know, that's who you are. That's already predetermined. But you just never know how lucky you be if you just decide maybe to make a difference or just to take a take a chance and step out on faith. Past something you would normally do or who you norm- normally choose to be. And that set the tone, that set the tone how God would change you, transform you, and break chains off of your life that was meant to hinder you and keep you down forever. And you might not think it matter now, but when you get old and you look back on your life, Everything you suffered through and everything you, you know, never was free from. Everything you wish that you could have let go. All the nights that you spent crying over things and wondering why they couldn't be fixed. All this other stuff. You have wished that, you know, you had these things or you just would have never known because you was ignorant and couldn't see. That's what you even needed. And that's worse. It's one thing to notice what you need and that's why you're crying about because you don't have it. But it's another thing to be suffering internally and on the outside and all and just period. And it be about, you know, you it, it be about something you don't even you're not even aware of. You don't even know what you need. You just suffering and blindly led and just like walking into the same issue, suffering over and over again, doing the same thing, having the same patterns in your life, and not even knowing where that actually originates from or why. You keep walking into these same issues and problems and can't seem to get out of the cycle. Trapped, miserable, stuck. Forever, no hope for a better future. I know what that's like. I know what that's like for sure. But I just, you know, know that God is bringing me out of it. Now I'm so blessed. I'm so honored. I want this for everybody. But that's why I'm talking about it. I feel like, you know, I'm better than anybody. Or that I would just want to highlight so bad things about me. But that I want this for everybody, really. You know? It makes me... Because the thing is, it don't really matter that those are baby mamas. And that was him. When you think about it, I mean, I guess that's... It, it mattered so much but when I was there and for a real period it does but it's like in reality I think that I didn't get the opportunity to truly think about the type of person I am anyways 
A lot of times when I'm placed in these situations, I'm not giving myself enough credit because I'm saying to myself, who am I? I'm just a regular person. I'm not famous. I'm not this. I don't got all this money or this talent. Like, I don't see myself being with somebody like this because I'm not, you know, all of this and all of that. But that's just my mindset of believing, like, all the vain, pride, you know, arrogant ways that they have would never choose me. When I, I want to see things on a deeper level, I want to, you know, I want to, I feel like I want to experience, maybe I do want that lifestyle too, but I just got this idea in my head that it can be perfect. Where I can appreciate the things that really matter out of life and still enjoy those kind of things in life too. And I'm sure a lot of people got their opinions, but you know, first ask yourself to even understand where I'm coming from. Do you are you trying to, okay? If you ain't trying to understand where I'm coming from, your opinion don't matter. If you don't understand where I'm coming from, your opinion it it don't I mean, it do, but it still just don't. But that being said, you know, Overall, I really feel like, you know, it's way too cool to be bitter and miserable and unhappy for the rest of your life. And if you're going to let somebody do that to you, if you're going to let somebody convince you, like, this ain't popular, this ain't cool, or this ain't what everybody doing, and you're going to allow somebody to make you miserable, miserable and bitter because of the choices that you're making, following them or wanting to fit in the crowd and be like everybody else, even when nobody else is around but you and God. Are you still suffering because of these choices that you're making? If you're going to allow that, then you would never be for me and I'll never be for you. That's just what that is. I don't, that's why I said I don't know why I was there. Because if this is the kind of guy he is, which it don't seem like he is, because if that's the case, why would he care about somebody like me and the qualities that I have? Unless, of course, he's just like all his baby mothers, which would make sense why he has a pattern in choosing these women, you know. choosing You got all these kind of, all these women that's like that and don't got nothing to do with you. Meaning that, of course, you just want to drag somebody else down with you. Trauma bonding. And the how comfortable they is to do the things that they're doing, it shows me that they know for a fact that's one of the reasons why you chose them. You like them like that. I am not stupid. You might be the problem. No, you almost definitely is the problem. But I just feel like it's not fair to not give you the benefit of the doubt because of the because of things in your past. I don't want to hold that against you. That's not fair. Maybe you want to change. And the thing about it is, if God see it in you, then that might be an, another big reason why I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. God placed me in this situation, you know, and as much as I pray this away, you know, I'm required to change to see why I'm here and not him change the situation. So that doesn't mean you're right, but it means I need to see why I'm here. Be transformed, maybe change my perspective so that it makes more sense to me. And so that I can learn and do the work effectively that I'm needed to do here, which is why I'm here. So I can grow. And I am being transformed. So I see that it's all necessary.